Okay, okay, welcome back. This is the second installment of the first episode of the OCR Stars preview with my friend Jack Bauer. In this episode, we are going to talk about the back two events, which we kind of speculate on. There's not a ton of information, but we know it's going to be a longer road run, and we do know information about Burpee Mountain. So we talk about those two workouts. And again, just some strategies and some takeaways for you to put in place because you do have a couple weeks to train for these events and to try to simulate these things in the gym so you have a good idea of what to do when it comes time to execute. Okay, cool. So let's just dive right in. This is Jack Bauer. So the third event, oh, and the third week is some sort of road run. And he mentioned when he's on my podcast, at least that he wants it to be on road because it's going to be long enough that it's going to be annoying to have on a track. And again, the GPS data isn't going to be correct on a track and they're not going to watch submissions of what a long race would be. Do you know what this distance is? My guess is anywhere from, it's going to be less than an hour. I can't imagine that I, I would imagine that most people who would run like or entering this contest, even age or open heat athletes, probably that would be 10 K or less. I think yeah. a five K would be a really good test. Um, my gut's telling me probably 10 K just because of the stretching out your, your speed. And that's more applicable to like a super or a beast. That's my guess. Yeah. And the way he was kind of talking about it, it was kind of leading me to that it'd be even longer. I wouldn't be, Shocked if it was just 45 minutes for distance or 60 minutes for distance. Oh, I didn't even think of that component. Like just to here's your cap. Yeah. yeah. Which would be interesting because then again, it kind of takes out the, it makes it a little bit more OCR like in terms of pacing because yeah. pacing for OCR is not like pacing for a road race. If it's a 10 K, we can kind of figure out what you need. But like, if it's an hour, I don't know. Like <laughs> That just is like, so much different. Like, who knows yeah. how to pace something like that? Much like how to pace for a super, like you don't know what really what, where it's going to be. Um, so I'm guessing it would be something like that, like or even if that ends up being like a 15k. I think at the highest level, like the 15k would be run in like 46, 47 minutes. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say if you could string back to back to back sub 16s, that's right around probably the fastest you'll see in this field. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. You'd probably yeah. be right around there. Maybe, maybe high 15s for three straight yeah honestly i would i would put you on the podium in this i think that you'll be faster than vj i think that Batris is probably your your biggest rival in the ocr scene in this and probably woods would do very well as well yeah woods would probably also do pretty well yeah i mean i think i would also i i agree thank you but i'd like coming off of that last run the that course we ran in in dc it was like pretty downhill but oh was it yeah, like oh. the first three miles were like noticeably downhill but then the rest was really flat okay um, but so it's it was humid like that. there that plays a role it was humid it was fine yeah and i mean either way like i think if everything was uh e- like just even um i think maybe the it, that the downhill course saved me maybe like 20 seconds or something like i still yeah. think yeah whatever um so yeah You're not going down uh you know big bear downhill no, no. Um, so yeah, I think again, it, it is wh- who the athletes are going to be. And this will be interesting to see again, how like an Atkins does. Cause he ran a pretty decent 10 K. He did a 15 K a couple of years ago, um, right before OCR worlds. And he was like 52 or 51 and change. Hmm. So that's back to back to back 17s for a 15 K. We don't know if 15 K is the distance, but 
that to me, I would guess it'd probably be in like 33 ish shape for a 10 K. Yeah. I think he ran 33 low earlier this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he, he would do fairly well in something like this. Um, and this is just going to be about you know, finding that pace and getting, and just being able to clip, clip off, getting into a rhythm and just yeah. rolling. I, I think um, Nick Riker is going to have a good time also. He's got Riker, he that like the high turnover speed still. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's been building up. So he, he, he's been doing some tempo work I know of. Um, another guy who, been, uh, who you mentioned actually in your article of uh, athletes to watch Nick Masick, he's competing oh, in yeah. this. So he'll do well in the mile as well. And and this is right. As we he's been putting in big miles and he is just a talented runner. So I yeah. think if this is somewhere in that 15 K to hour range, he would definitely be like in the top, uh, five ten. Yeah. How do you think Kempson would do? I think he would do well. Oh yeah. No, I, he's, I mean, he's faster than Atkins. I would argue in terms of flat speed and he's basically sprint finishes with woods. I would, he doesn't have that huge, like, you know, history of pure running. Um, yeah. I'm guessing he's probably no worse than a 1530 for a 5k shape. Um, I yeah. would just imagine it, it looks like he's been doing some longer stuff this year, at least in the off season without, too much racing like he's done some some longer efforts i know he did one with aaron and did like a some four hour other effort a hard one he um, did a trail half marathon that uh yeah with josh yeah recently. so yeah i i mean but that doesn't take away that he's just a very very fluid runner and like you look at the field and if you watch those videos it's like his leg turnover just seems like he's just a pure runner yeah you wouldn't know that he doesn't have that background i would i know tyler veerman's entering this um we didn't mention him earlier, but he could be someone who he was like a four fourteen or four seventeen miler in college. Uh, obviously, he's doing a lot of mountain running now, but he said that he switched his training specifically for OCR stars recently. So that that could be pretty good. It'll be interesting to see. And like you can only you can only go off of um, Instagram posts so much, right? Yeah. But he did make a post recently, kind of stating some of his goals, and they were yeah. like. He's like four forty mile or something. Yeah, like sixteen forty something. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Who knows? you can bring it down. He's also going to be at altitude. Yep. You know, so that's a bummer for you guys. Well, I'll I'll be there with him. I mean, I'm, I'll, exactly. I'll probably reach out and be like, "Hey, you want to get a few people together? Even like Nicole and be like, this is going to be rough. Let's just all get together and get it over with.'" I agree. I think you should, and yep. then yeah, just try to gear up as much as as much as possible. And same deal for like like what we talked about with the mile. If you can get some support here and you have people to run with, like get them. (laughs) You'll definitely, you'll definitely need that. And I I would argue that the results of the, whatever longer distance run will fall more in line with how you expect OCR placements to go than the mile. Cause you can fake a mile a little bit if you're fast twitch, but most people who do OCR train as if they're a 10 K runner roughly. I completely agree. And I think that that there won't be that many surprises here. It'll be the people that you expect to do well, on flat courses, um, yeah. you know, the people who do well at, at Jacksonville or the people who do well, um, you know, in the Midwest type races or whatever, those are the people that whenever they talk about, Oh, this is a good course for a flat runner. Those are the people are going to see, you'll yeah. see, you'll see woods, you'll see Batris, like they'll, they'll be, be right up there. Now you're in Philadelphia, which is as flat as it gets. I'm in Colorado where I don't have more than a mile straight of like anything that's flat in the entire, within an hour of me. Yeah. Uh, what would are you, you're probably going to do this on the road because you have plenty of places to run unbroken on the roads. I have no idea where I would do this, and I might have to do it on a track, which would be horrible. Yeah, what do you think you would do, would, or would you find a mile stretch and just pin no back? The, turning around? That's I don't like that. 
Yeah. Unless you do like a figure eight around or like a teardrop at the, at the end of it. I don't know. That would just, that stop and go, that's going to cost you five seconds a mile from going to zero, turning around like totally like that. Yeah. Yeah, If it's 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 flat, it, it probably has 10 feet of elevation change. Like in Colorado, there just isn't anything like that. Right. Yeah, I know. That's that's another advantage for not being in Colorado. This is just sticking it to you guys. I love I it. And Hunter just moved. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, that that is – so you should definitely stake out a place. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's like it's flat here, but, you know, the city's in between two rivers and like a pass on the river, so it's windy. So it's like where can I be where it's not windy because I'm going to need to face one specific yep. direction. These are the things you should kind of consider because, you know – the conditions they aren't going to be right in OCR like ever, but this is a fitness competition where you want to get your max output that you can possibly put out at one time. So like the conditions matter. It's like we talk about yeah. like Galen Rupp, right? Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't run if the air quality wasn't up to his standards yeah. a couple of years ago. Remember that? Like they, mm-hmm. it was just like the epitome of wanting everything to be right. Um, but for this, I think that's fair. I think if, it, if, it, if there's a drive that you need to make to find a flat path that is, not going to be windy or that is going to have a little bit of un- unbroken, just flat running. Like I think yeah. you kind of need to consider that. I would agree. I think that November is the perfect time of year for most of the country. Also, unless yeah. you're in like a, a, an area that will actually have snow at that point of year, November, typically a lot of places in the country is going to be between like 35 and 60 degrees at that point. That's if you find a not windy day and like the air quality is pretty good, I know there are a lot of wildfires right now, but hopefully those will be gone within the next month. Yeah. You might surprise yourself some of these times. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, and it's something that, that I know a lot of athletes who I coach, it's, it's exciting to kind of have something like this, that it is a quantifiable measure of Mm -hmm. fitness where it's kind of hard to grasp at a lot of times, especially with this, with a year without races at all. Mm -hmm. Um, people, you know, feel like they're getting more fit, but they haven't really had a chance to, to see what that, how that manifests. So this is just the time to do that. So let's say you're done with your mile, you're done with gripper chipper. After that, you have essentially up to two weeks after the mile and you have the gripper chipper, which isn't too leg heavy. How would you focus, like, would you avoid lunges and squats like the plague until this 10K? Because I'm not going to do, like, anything lower body in between there. Like, After right, maybe chipper. one, I'm going to try to keep it fresh. And this is one that you're probably, you should probably only have one crack at. Like, this is, doesn't no. seem, no. so I would push it back later in the week. I would look for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday type of go day. That way, if you do gripper chipper on Thursday or Friday, you could then take that and even kind of do a little secondary workout on maybe Tuesday just to kind of just, I don't know, maybe just quarters at Turn over. Yeah. yeah. Quarters at 10 K pace or something like that, just to um, kind of get back into the swing of things and then hit it on Friday or Saturday. I yep. think is what I would do. And, and, and more or less like a taper week, you know, yep. take what, off 30% what, what, of your peak. What are you going to be racing after it anyway? Like start your off season after this. Right. But, and then the, the other thing uh, you've also got to consider you can't do this one twice. And just like I mentioned before, you don't want to do this solo, like for, for the mile, the the difference between having people run with you for the first 5k of this, even if they're not at your ability level or you're behind them, like having people within sight of you or knowing that someone's on your, your butt chasing you down is going to cut the amount of distance in half. Like no matter how fast you are, this is going to be at least a 30 minute effort. Like I don't even think you, you're probably 31 or so roughly like 30 and change. You're yeah. not breaking 30 minutes. Killian no. Jornet barely did over this weekend. But um, yeah, I, this is going to be one that you definitely don't want to do solo. Yeah. if it, And if it's like, I kind of hope it's not a 10K because that's just like 
that yeah i don't know if it's 5k an hour that you know 10k just seems like the logical easy number it does the 5k i think is too close to a mile in terms of just like what it feels like i think i don't think we'll see that much variance in who does well i could see a 30 minute max distance though that could be another one that'd be cool i think that 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 would be reasonable um just for everybody to kind of go after um it'd be cool if we did something like that one thing i worry about this is just the use of gps watches in strava like if you're on strava make sure you do like your a distance adjustment on there and like your elevation adjustment there's a piece that you can do that in your profile map it out beforehand because you're not you're not going to be able to gain i think you said less than or you're not going to lose less than 100 feet or you can't that's against the rules (laughs) it has to be either a positive gain or negative 90 yeah would you do this on the track if it boiled down to it, I would. In my would. situation, for instance, if it's in at least probably 30-plus minute effort, most likely, and I have nowhere flat to go. If it was 30-minute effort, I would I would probably do it on a track. Yeah. Um, an hour would be just horrible. be tough. I'd probably wear trainers, honestly, instead of racing flats if it was going to be an hour on the track. I don't know if I my body would be able to recover from that. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely not spikes. Um, the... And we'll just have to see how he does submissions for this. Cause that was the thing he said. He, he wasn't going to watch a video and your GPS will be all a mess. If you're doing laps for an hour on a track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting, but yeah, maybe, be maybe do a trial run. Everyone, you're probably going to have a six to eight mile run or five K to eight mile run, whatever in the course of the next month, find a place that will register properly on there and mm-hmm. you know, confirm that's the loop you're going to do. Like a yeah, popular running route usually is essentially yeah, yeah. And on the women's side, I mean, just kind of same deal. The the runners who you think would do well on a runners course, um, obviously Nicole, Nell, same people we mentioned before. I'm curious to see how many men Nicole beats. I think that she's probably going to get probably top ten overall OCR. You think so? Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh man. That would be no. She's at altitude. She's gonna have the same disadvantage unless she flies somewhere. Yeah, Um, but she's kind of mobile, it seems. So, which she might. Yeah, I mean, it would be worth it if she could take an event win for this. But again, same caveat: they get a ringer runner to come in, which is essentially Nell. (laughs) Like she won't beat Nell or that Kellen Taylor who was just at the Spartan Games. Yeah, twenty-four marathoner. She's ninth fastest all time in U.S. history. Like, yeah, she'll win if she does it. Yeah, she just ran. They just ran a 10K at Northern Arizona Elite on the track. Um, mm-hmm. And I think her time was. No, what did it have been? Like it was like 3130 or something. Mm. It was crazy. That's that's stupid. Yeah. And that, I, and I think like, that, you'd be like being pushed at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's what I thought when I saw her time. I was like, wait, what's her time? Yeah. What can I run here? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, so, yeah, if, if any Olympian or Olympic hopeful jumps into this, they'll win. So, so if you had to say like, how many men do you think are under, let's say back to back 17s, how many sub 34 men do you think we'll see? In the space. We'll have some pure runner ringers, but I'm talking like the usual, yeah. the Veermans, the VJs, like you, how many? Um, Half a dozen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we're going to have too many. I think Atkins will still be in the 33s and mm. I, what I really hope is that you have some of these ringers be like, oh, I'm going to destroy OCR and like, you know, get their money and then they come in. I yeah. know. And then we'll see if you're around next year. All right. Probably won't be. And I bet, I bet, I wonder what would happen if a runner signed up, smashed the mile, 
then gets crushed at Gripper Chipper if they would even do the 10K. People might drop out at this point. Yeah, if he announces the distance heading into it, like if you're a runner and you know like, all right, here's a mile and then a 5K to an hour run somewhere in there is coming up again. Sure, I'll suffer through a potentially time-capped 10 to 15-minute grip workout and do horrible. But if I can win 2000 bucks, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Totally. But yeah, if, uh, if they know, like, I think there might be people who drop out from that mm. who might yeah. not have a shot. Um, yeah, so I think that that's fair. Um, yeah. What about on the women's side? What do you think that, that time is going to be? I would, I would, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think 37 is roughly, I bet like Faye Stenning could probably be a little under that, Rebecca Hammond. I, I think Lindsay ran like a 124 half marathon last year or the year before. It was that same weekend that Ryan did his 15K. I don't right. know if the same, but um that to me says you're probably in back-to-back 18 18 30 shape at that point which is holding six minute pace um that that's pretty solid for a non-pure runner who you know is is focusing on just being a versatile athlete so i think that you'll probably see a handful under 39 uh, i don't think too many though yeah i think it's gonna be the same to like you know seven yeah people yep, um, yep. it'll be interesting because I, I i'm just i just want to know how fast some of these people are and i know not everyone's speaking for it um they don't have the track olympics but it'll be it'll be fun to watch right we haven't mentioned tia regan at oh, all tia reagan yeah she's she's like a 54 55 minute 10 miler yeah um, <laughs> if she, yeah if she does this just just give her the money so, yeah. right so she may be someone else who comes in and, and mm-hmm. And could do well. I mean, she yeah. has some OCR ability, so yeah. So she I, I would I would be willing to bet that there are some people who might get top ten at a U.S. national series, or, or like I'm I'm just trying to think of like specific names. I can't think of off the top of my head, but I bet there are some people who would not do well in anything, but they excel in Spartan or OCR, mm-hmm. right? Like just because these are so different. Like you don't have that high turnover, so you're not a solid. You're a solid runner, but not a great runner. And you do have great grip endurance for an OCR athlete, but not compared to CrossFit. So, like, you might finish 80th or something, but be one of the top five best in the world or something. I know. And that's interesting. Like, this isn't throwing my homie under the bus, but Josh Josh Reed, mm-hmm. he would do well in the strength stuff. He would do well in these strength workouts for sure. Yeah, but, but he's not fast. He's not that fast on a but flat. But he is road. always up there. And he, he's so good at the technical running. Like, he's yep. so good at going downhills and navigating the mountains that even something like – like Aaron Newell's kind of same way. Aaron's a better pure runner, yeah. Um, but where his advantage is is navigating the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And then same with like a Killian for that matter. And, yeah. Um, and and that's completely removed from this is in taking that out of it. So that that is interesting. You'll see like ah, these people might do bad at all of these <laughs> and still be yeah. awesome as they are athletes because yeah. it's kind of a di- it's a different event. It, I agree. It, it yeah. is different. Um, and then the last one. Anything else you want to add on the the road run? I mean. I think we need we need to know the distance to really speculate. Too yeah, much more. that's the one. That, that's this is the one event. Uh, the road runs one that I really just don't know. I don't think it matters if for you you're going to be one of the top three or so best in OCR at this. I'm hoping, and yeah, so like whatever. If it's above, if it's not. It's not confident. It's just pure running. I can't imagine that you you wouldn't have it, but yeah. So I'm hoping. So the, the fourth one is Burpee Mountain. And we had some discussions about this, what this actually looks like. So why don't you tell, why don't you say what you think it is on your end? And we'll, we'll just kind of speculate together. What yeah. this looks like. So Hunter kind of put a spoiler video or, or an OCR star. There's some, I saw it in a story and we found it on Instagram again. And what it looked like is you have a box 
I'm assuming you're doing step overs or some type of clear the box, go to the other side movements. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you specifically said on your podcast earlier, there's going to be no subjectivity in terms of what counts as a rep. You don't want people sort of half-ass standing on the top and it, you know, you can't really see it because of the angle. I think it's going to be, did you get over it? Did you not get over it? That's going to count as a rep. Um, my guess, he said, you have dumbbells. It's probably a, a step up or a step over um, for, for those. I think step over would make more sense because um, of the, the judging quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but 50 pounds in each hand, good luck for a lot of people if you're not practicing that. That is a lot of weight, and it's going to get really heavy really fast. And he said burpee mountain. I can only think it's burpee, uh, burpee box jump overs after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what I understand is that it's only going to be one weight. It's not going to be two. It's not going to be fifties in each hand. It's going to be okay. holding one fifty, however you can. How would you rack it? So there's a couple of different ways I've been kind of playing around. Holding it like down at my hips with both hands and stepping over is the fastest, but the most taxing on your grip. You can hold bucket a goblet style. Yeah. Like, but like, a, like the horizontal Are bucket, you like scooping it like, like this essentially kind of, yeah. Fingers like underneath thing. Uh, I don't think I was doing that. I guess you could, but uh, I would kind of scoop it with my, my fingers underneath and kind of like press it, I guess was what it would more look like. And then there's goblet style, um, which is just going to be a little bit more fatiguing. It's going to be easier on your grip, but it's just going to be a little bit less stable. And then I put it on my back with the dumbbell across on each shoulder and like the bar uh, on my neck. And that wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. No. And uh, like, if that thing gets stuck in your hair moving around or like just starts slipping, then you're going to have to really hyper extend and <laughs> yeah, hold yeah. it up there. Especially if you're doing a ladder, like yeah, that, that just seems bad. So some other people I've talked to, it's like they put, put it on one, uh, the dumbbell on one shoulder and said that was actually pretty good. Maybe go right round one, left round two. Yeah. Like and then just as a, as a, the fatigue goes up, just play around with it, put it on your shoulder. So, box step overs and then burpee box jump overs and we're he was, expecting he was doing burpee box jump overs in the video, in that video so i'm convinced those are in there yeah and um there's also i've heard it that there's it's a, an ascending ladder so going from two four six eight just all the way up um for a certain amount of time so, so AMRAP, it's just amrap as many times as you can get through so this is just going to be a grit and grimy workout with no skill <laughs> it really is no skill involved power. in this. That's all it is. Just yeah. power endurance, right? Like seeing how long you can you can kind of grit through something like this. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm thinking it's gonna be in the fifteen to sixteen minute range on this. And you yeah. think it might be a little shorter, right? I was thinking somewhere in like the ten to twelve minute range. Cause if you watch that video, you hear him count off like some coach in the background is like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, something it sounded like that. Um maybe the, the video was slightly shorter, but if you look at that pace, and I don't think that he could have sustained the pace that he was doing there. It was clearly like a finishing kick. Right. I think you'd be slightly slower per rep. That's roughly like three and a half seconds per rep for burpee box jump overs. I did a few tests where I would, you know, do five minutes worth of it and um, with, with like estimating what this workout might be. And I was consistently in like the three to four second range. So I think like three and a half seconds, maybe high threes would be reasonable for me to hold. Hunter's a little faster. So it makes sense that he could probably hold low threes, low to three, three and a half or so. Um, box step up over is same deal. It's probably in like that three and a half, four second range per rep because you have to bring both feet up, do a 180 or yeah, pivot, step down, regather yourself. Like it's not a quick movement. Um, 
compared to just like a regular step up where you can really accelerate through it. Right. So I think it's going to be roughly seven seconds for each movement right there. Um, if you do, you know, 90 of each of them, that's basically like two, four, six, eight, ten. 10, like if you get up to 90, I think that's when you reach 18, um, 18 rounds. And if you're doing seven seconds each, that's 630 seconds. So that's just about 10 minutes. So that was my, <laughs> that was my reasoning. Just that was the guess. Punch it in a spreadsheet. See yep. what math has to say about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I sent you that table. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's my rationale. But I could be dead wrong, and you know, testing it for five minutes is not the same as testing it for ten minutes. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that pace is even harder to hold the longer you go. So it could very I mean, well be. Yeah, and that's one thing I, with this, like the pacing of things. Like I feel like you almost have to go slow. <laughs> you just have to like go slow from the start and it's never going to be about exploding. It's never going to be about getting to the ground as fast as you can and jumping over the Mm -hmm. box as fast as you can. It's going to be about just finding something that's sustainable because it's going to feel like a long time when it's just a couplet like that, things get kind of nasty. Pretty one of the things that sucks. You do like two, four, six, eight, ten. That's almost the same. That's 30 reps. You you got through five rounds. You do 12 and 14. You just do 26, right? It's almost the same amount to get through two more rounds. Like, these ladders are so deceiving. Like you, you're going to hit the halfway point at like, you know, the round of 10 or 12 or something. You're like, Oh, I'm good. And then you might finish at 16. It's right. Like, what? That's all I got, but it's, it's deceiving. Like they get rolling on it. Um, yeah, that, that's an interesting point and it's going to be a bit of a mind game on that. And so do, do you like this workout? I do. I, I hate burpees. Um, I, I think every single time that like I do a mass set of burpees, like that 400 burpee workout or the 10 K burpee thing for, running public my rotator cuffs just get messed up yeah um, it's, I, I just think it's a lot of you're you're dropping to the ground and you're absorbing you're going from free fall not free fall speed but like you're you're falling and then you have to stop immediately and it's just a ton of stress on your rotator cuffs and i i just don't like doing mass sets of burpees personally but i think the box jump over is a very very good element with it that'll kind of prevent you from faking it um each rep and i think that that's really gonna be a difference maker because you do need those explosive muscles to get over the box and you need them for burpees so if you go too fast too soon you're not you're going to be like stepping up and that's going to take you an extra half second every rep that'll add up towards the end yeah and it's about coordination there's a whole element of athleticism involved in this to jump up and over um you know which is definitely something that's involved in obstacle course racing and you know single leg strength for climbing and and stability that way and there's also going to be a skill element to figuring out the best way to step over the box (laughs) you know like like crossing your legs over where are you going to put your back foot where are you going to put your front foot so i think those are the things that really need to be practiced Mm -hmm. um with this because the the actual fitness for this workout you're probably not going to improve that much because it is already like a pretty straightforward fitness output type of workout. So I would kind of work on the skill of this, like in in doing this workout in practice would just suck. (laughs) Like, are you going to sim? Are you going to sim this? I've done a couple of five minute estimates of what I think the workout is. And normally I'm able to get somewhere in the 12, like the round of 12, I'm able to get through two, four, six, eight, 10, then start 12 and stuff by the five minute mark. Um, I don't know if that's what the workouts could be, but it, yeah, you, you gradually start, you know, you point one second slower, every rep each round. And like, before you know it, it's like, Oh, this is going to be a rough, if I have to double this uh, duration, it's gonna, it's gonna suck. So yeah, get it, get efficient at it. Uh, and I would say, figure out how you're going to carry the weight. Cause that's going to be a big difference. A hundred percent. Early. 
Yeah, and like not trying to figure that out on the fly and like this playing is gonna be around that, with it. This is going to be one that helps taller athletes though. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I mentioned Forrest Bogue is amazing at burpees. Chris Woolley, really great at burpees from Australia. I think that, you know, they're both it's five, six or so. Like, I think Chris is a little bit taller, but they're, they're shorter athletes can do burpees like, like it's their job, but a 24 in box jump for someone who's six, one isn't as tall as it is for someone who's five, five or something like that. So it makes a big difference. Um, and then step ups, just that leg drive. It'll kill them. Yeah. You have to go higher on the total movement. So I think this one will help being a taller athlete for the most part. I agree. I totally agree. And yeah, and um, yeah, figuring out what, like how to carry it, I think is really appropriate. And then just where your pace is. And then it's going to be mental grind and just essentially doing one at a time. I might even start breaking these down by one. Like I'll do that with burpees sometimes. Like, okay, just do one more. Yeah. He's like, okay, just do one more. Yeah. Okay, good. Just do, this might be a workout that boils down to that. Yep. I, I would say I would be more worried about fatiguing on the burpees than the step ups. I feel like you have your standing up tall i can rotate you have like that little recovery phase versus the burpees where it's like you might be tempted to just stay on the ground for like an extra second like, yeah God. like you can stay <laughs> moving on your step ups but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how once the pain sets in like 80 percent of the workout i think that you're not gonna see too many people finishing in a sprint like hunter was in his go by video no people are gonna be happy to have this one over and that's really all it is it's just gonna be a grind um and this one's fair like, like mm-hmm. how is so with the toes to bar, like the toes to bar adds an element of skill that we don't as OCR athletes necessarily spend time developing for this. There's no skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fair. If you're, if you're a fit athlete, if you're good at obstacle course racing, because you have that grit and you don't, and you can kind of like you, you look for those factors like a hard climb or like a, a crazy descent to, or a carry to help catch up to the people who might be more um, athletically gifted or faster, like this workouts for you, right? Like you need to really just buckle down and get after it. And that's all this one really is. Yeah, um, a box step up is essentially a very steep, heavy carry going up. Yeah. Hill. That's yeah. All it is. You have something loaded on your back and you're going up a really tall gain per every step you do. That's all it is. And so, yeah. And, and with that, I would just practice the skill of this doing like imams, just doing like, you know, 35 seconds of box step overs, 25 second rest, and then 35 seconds of yeah. box, uh, burpee box jump overs just to practice the thing. And, you know, definitely m- maybe do some sort of simulation with something in between it. Like they're not necessarily doing that. So doing like just straight rounds of like 12 or something like mm-hmm. 12 box step ups and then doing 12 burpee box jump and then like breaking it up with something like snatches or something like that just so you have uh, some sort of break that it's not just this this mental grind um would you do this workout twice i don't know if you're going to be able to recovering from the 10k mm. right because you think I the 10k would be out as far as possible a 10k is going to your quads are going to be destroyed and you're going to need those for the explosion and the step-ups. So I know that we mentioned doing the run or the mile, maybe two separate times. We're going to do the 10 K once. Yeah. I would, I would go more on the side of getting the 10 K over with earlier. Cause I don't think your legs are going to be too fried from the gripper chipper, but you're going to people who have not raced an all out 10 K, especially on a flat surface aren't prepared for the amount of toll that's going to take on your legs for a few days. Like how are your legs feeling after your, 10 mile effort yeah i'm sore my calves are really sore um yeah. do you think that like you probably wouldn't do box jumps as well today as you normally would 
I think just my overall like nervous system's kind of whacked. Yeah. I'm still like kind of fatigued in general. So yeah, yeah I, I think I need another day or two. I'm going to go to the gym. Just think you're doing a Spartan sprint. Yeah. You're not using your upper body, but it's still duration or, you know, if, if it's a 10 mile wise. or an hour, whatever it comes out to be, that's probably in the range of a, a sprint. So yeah. It takes a few days to recover from that. Yeah. If you, I think this workout, like I think you would benefit from doing it twice if you can mm-hmm. manage it because just based off of because there's going to be little places in this where you're going to rest where you can kind of eliminate without it being with just like willpower like you're gonna know where you're giving up time um, yeah. but you might think you're going as fast as possible and just like if you do it a second time you'd be like, i'm just going to turn it up a little bit and just get ahead of the pace and then once you're there you can just kind of keep going um so i think you could if you did this workout twice i think you could improve quite a bit in this style of workout but yeah you're right like trying to recover after that 10k so maybe like a friday saturday or thursday friday (laughs) and then recovering on part two of this also like this isn't gonna treat your legs nicely either no chest might be sore from doing all like triceps like that's what i was thinking too like the shoulders and chest like the burpee part would probably be um who do you think would do well we forgot to mention the Moralia brothers earlier, but I think that they're going to be dangerous in this whole competition. I, I, I agree. heard their episode with you, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I would have overlooked them. But they're just very solid, well-rounded athletes. Um, Super strong. Yeah, really good, like, CrossFit athletes with yep. a, with a endurance kind of. Yeah, got the, got the motor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Morali, I think he's going to do it. He, we've been messaging back and forth a little bit, and he's, and he's kind of getting excited about it. He's just, he's like pulling, you know, five, 500, 510, and just like these workouts now. So this, this weight is really light, um, and it's just kind of a go workout. So I think a Mike Moralia is a good one to look look at. Um, and obviously, Isaiah, Isaiah uh, will mash this. Anything involving burpees, pick him. I think Chris Woolley, like I mentioned, he's so good at uh, burpees. He came over for a couple of years in the U.S. last year australia he's great at uh, high rocks also and yeah he, he's gonna be dangerous as well yeah so yeah those, those are the typical names and then it's gonna be a crapshoot between the uh, obstacle course athletes i don't think there's gonna be any distinguishing factors that separate uh we're probably gonna have a lot of people have like blank round plus this reps like a lot of people in the same if, if it takes 16 rounds we're going to have a lot of people, bunch people. in the 16s and it'll right. be like one or two difference. I don't think that there's that much of a differentiator in this other than what's your engine, how, how comfortable can you keep the weight on you? Uh, yeah. And that's something that um, is to, is worth keeping in mind going into those later rounds is that like every rep is going to count. So just to really kind of push it in that last minute or so to make sure yeah. that you're, you're leaving it out there. And you'll know um, where you stand by then also, like a lot of people is like, Oh, I'm going to need to squeeze a, you know, five places out of this. What one rep might be that difference. Yep. And that's worth doing. And that's worth doing it again. If you, st- and if you do it and, he, and you're off pace, just, you could just stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just summarize, like, I, I just hope people complete everything. There are parts of Spartan races that no one likes. There are parts that everyone does like, just, you have to go through it all. Like, right. Get it over with. You might not be a CrossFit athlete, but you like running. You might not, you know, excel at either of them, but you're pretty good at both. Like just, just get it over with. It's going to prep you for races next year. Totally get uncomfortable and you'll come out of the other side. And yeah. if, if something that might expose you, um, and you've got 30 bucks to spend. You might as well get your money's worth. Yeah. That's cheap for a competition. It's like super this, cheap where, where age group athletes are probably going to get cooler stuff than a lot of the elites. Like, yeah, totally. unless, unless you're geared level as a runner, like you're probably going to be one of the best OCR and then having a bunch of ringers come in, like, 
it's not even guaranteed for someone like you who just ran 51 and change for 10 miles, like in some of these events. So yeah, it might yeah. not hurt to sign up for age group if like you're on the fence and get a chance of winning some cool prizes. See where you stack up. Yeah, you definitely should. And that's, yeah, it's in a way to kind of qualify. And yep. I'm going to turn this light on. It got super dark in here. Yeah, no, I thought you were a vampire, but. And then last, last thing I would add also is the only way to figure out where you really stack up against the Atkinses and like all the other best in the sport, they're putting their times on the table for us to compare. How yeah. else can you compare it? Like just do the competition. Right. Exactly. And it's what we've been waiting for, uh, something to, to, to compare. Cause that's all we have in OCR is yep. comparing ourselves. Like, like we mentioned that 10 mile, I just ran like that really doesn't mean shit in obstacle course racing. Like I know where I stack up in terms of myself in previous years, but like, I don't know what that means because it wasn't an yep. obstacle event. So this is something where I'm going to be able to see, and we're all going to get to see where we stack up against yeah. the people that we want to compete against. Yep. And you might find out that a 53 might be better for your 10 mile instead of a 51. Cause totally. Here's this person excels in this area. We're pretty comparable as runners. They're better at strength. I got to drop my run. Right. Exactly. The time you're spending to get to those fast times, where should you be spending it instead? Um, so we don't have to make any predictions, but gut re- gut call on who you think, or just some athletes to watch, who you think will be like top three, top five. I, I think that you're going to see a lot of CrossFit. Uh, see, thing with this, I think you're going to have pure runners do really well in two events you're gonna have ocr athletes who are fast like yourself do well in two and a half to three of them mm-hmm. not necessarily like you'll do good relative to the pack but not like compared to crossfitters but i think that those crossfitters who like to run i really think like isaiah emma chapman corinna like the lauren weeks those are going to be the the athletes that really excel because if you can run a one mile they're training anaerobically all the time you can fake your way through a one mile race and then you crush the two other events. If you get, you know, 50th in the mile, top 20 in the other two, and then like 200th in the 10K, you've still got better scores than someone who's getting 50th in everything or, yeah. you know, really well hmm. in two and then bombing the others. So I, my gut is telling me those hybrid athletes are, are still going to, you know, if you, if you like TMX, that's just going to do really well. Interesting. Yeah. And that, I mean, most of the athletes I had written down were, like TMX style athletes um, yeah. like on the women's end. Uh, well, it's a thing like though with it's, it's, I don't know unless he does get a bunch of CrossFitters to come in, which it, it seems like that would be the logical thing to get these numbers up. If though, cause I think you can kind of get buried in these runs. Like someone Isaiah might get buried in, in a lot of these, you know, look at, look at what he did in stadium races. Like he can move. Yeah, he can run, but has he been training for it? You know, I don't know. Yeah, he he might run a forty or a ten k or something, or or get like four and a half miles in a thirty minute event or something like that. And that's like, and how many people in obstacle course racing who aren't even close to his level on the obstacle course would be would be a they would just really kind of fill in above him. And like, if he runs five oh five or something. Like imagine all those people who we talked about are gonna be four fifty and 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 yeah. four forty five. I'm and above. expecting to lose to a lot of people who I typically wouldn't lose to in a race or like see performances. Like, whoa, that guy's got legs. Why aren't they doing right. that at the same time? <laughs> I know. I think I'm gonna have a couple of upsets in a couple of events. Totally, and that, that that's what's gonna be fun to see. So I think that you know, I think the people, the women that come to mind for me are definitely Nell Nell Rojas if, if she mm-hmm. can navigate 
um, Toast Bar. She seems like a good athlete. I, don't, I think that she should be able to. I think Morgan Schultz is going to do really well in these because I, I yeah. think I was going to say she'd probably be on my podium outside of like the. Well, she is a TMX High Rock style athlete. She is, and and um, I think that she could bury some of those athletes, put some good space on her on on the CrossFit type athletes on the run. Yeah. Um, where I'm not sure what an Emma Chapman could do on a 10K or or what Karina could even do r- right now. Yeah. The stadium athletes themselves. What about like uh, what about Cassandra or like an Orla? Yeah, see, Orla's recovering from surgery. I know she's about a year out. Since she's still surgery. out. Um, I don't know, but she's she's been doing CrossFit for like a decade, and she's always like she she was a sprinter in college. Um, like top end speed. She'd be one of those people I'd be nervous about for the 10K, but would really do well in three events relative to the field i have a feeling but um no no guarantee but i yeah cassandra she's just really just smooth and if you watch the races like compared to the other a lot of the other stadium athletes it's like okay she's the runner in the group but she's also got a pretty good uh engine for these higher movements but uh kelly sullivan's another one right yeah i was just thinking of her like good hybrid athlete yeah so that'll be interesting to see what what kind of plays out do you think three like you can't do well in two if you no, do well that's in- why I was saying like the, the I, I think it favors CrossFit a little bit mm. because you can fake a mile and really put some ground on the two workout zones as opposed to being a great runner. And hopefully if you do well in one, you're probably going to do well in the other. So that's the. And this might be where the someone like the um, the other high rocks guy, the German Lucas. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Store Just like someone like him could really shake it up. Right. Can run enough. Yeah. Um, and can kind of get through this or like there might be someone who's like listening to this podcast or listen to like the barbell shrug that it was on who just joined a crossfit gym has been doing a hardcore for like two years and is mm-hmm. you know was a uh, was a 410 miler or something you yeah. know and, and they can just kind of do a little bit of both and that we've yeah. never heard of never done an obstacle course race so we well, can't rule that can't rule that out i know that hunter is bringing out vj um and Batris and himself and then maybe a couple other people in southern california to race the mile Oh, nice. So I think he's, I hope he tries to do something like that for the other events. Um, where he brings out like a notable, maybe even like a Jacob Hepner or something like that, who I, he's, he's a good runner. I ran behind him in high rocks at Dallas and he was probably holding like 620, 630 pace for a crossfitter in an 8k competition with all those other things. That was, that was movement. I was impressed. Um, same as Chandler Smith. He was doing really well. So I think a lot of these crossfit athletes who, just missed the top five for the the games which are happening like this weekend uh i think you're gonna have some people be like yeah i, I need a little bit of money i'll do it or even like a like a james newbury someone like that from australia who is who does excel who excels in the endurance aspect he was gonna do the first deck of it you know right yeah i remember you telling me that that's another yeah. reason that kind of came to mind it's like someone like him could do extremely well um yep. but again i don't i don't know like how fast these dudes can run a mile yeah i don't who's, know who's gonna win out of us out of who? Me and you? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be those gym It's going to be Toast to Bar. Whoever does better in Toast to Bar. That's what I'm thinking. I think that you're you're going to score way more points or fewer points, whatever the scoring table is. You're going to do better relative to me in the running, and that's going to be tough for me to put that same gap on you in the workouts. But at the same time, I never drank a beer in seven years, and I got second in the beer mile. So I've that's been known to have some. Some, can pull it out know, unexpected performances this year but yeah that's the thing it's like and the the running one it's not gonna be I, I can't bury you in the running ones right i don't think you'll bury me in the mile you'll probably bury me in the 10k because i'm gonna be doing it at elevation 
and um, you're a much faster 10k runner but considering I, who, who else would slide in there like i think the well i'm saying my out. if i wanted to run a 34 flat at sea level and i would have to, i would be running a 35 30 here i think there are enough yeah. people at sea level who can run a 35 30 or between there to put a gap on me yeah and then um on the men's side then like is kent is he healthy enough to participate? I think he'll heal by then. He's got an infection in his elbow. Um, don't sleep on him. Uh, he's he did like a four forty two solo at elevation um, wow. a couple weeks before the Spartan Games, and I've done a couple workouts at his house. And um, yeah, he's he's always ready. He's he's great. Yeah. I don't trust I don't trust his grip strength though. That's the only thing. But I think core. he will he will crush the uh, the burpee over thing. And the step ups, I think, yeah. and he's going to do really well in the 10k and the mile. He said he was willing to drive somewhere. He might go to like Utah or New Mexico or something for the <laughs> uh, for the mile. We can't go east. There's nowhere near there. But um, I, I think end up in gonna... Kansas somehow. Just drive for eight hours, get to Kansas. Yeah, right in the sunflower fields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be good though. Um, so I think he would do well, Isaiah, if he's in any type of running shape. So Hunter's not scoring it, but I think he'll probably win the thing. He would probably do the best. Yeah, yeah, he knows it. Yeah, um, depending on what a 10K could be. You know, how many people would slide in front of him in the 10K? I mean, he would do good enough. I think Hunter is probably, he'll still probably run like a 33 and change for a 10K. You think so? As big as he, he is right now? Moves. He moves, yeah. Because our 8K at uh, a couple of the high rocks is, I, I was like 10, 15 seconds behind him at, at both of the 10Ks that I've done with him, mm-hmm. or EKs, uh, when you add up our splits. And I would say I was probably in like 34, 33, 45 shape or so at that point for a 10k if, if that's the distance we're doing so i can't imagine that you know he knows this event's coming i can't imagine that he'd do any worse than that yeah so i think he would be the actual winner of this for sure um get it on money yeah so like whoever can do better best in in three of these events yeah i mentioned a guy nick Riker a couple times think he's gonna do really well and then i've been interested to see how like a bachelor's does in these other workouts because i mean if he can like in the gripper chipper, who knows, right? Like if he can do toes to bar, if Woods can do toes to bar, yep, they'll be right there. I agree. It's going to be fun to watch. It will be. So, all right, cool. Let's wrap it up. We did about two hours. <laughs> so we'll split it up, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll split it up in certain ways, but we'll, we'll be back yeah. and we'll be talking about these events as they start rolling out and kind of giving uh, some recaps and kind of some tips and tricks on when going into these races. It'll be a little bit more bite-sized for people to, yeah. to, to, to manage on. Yeah. Um, well, cool, Jack, dude. I really appreciate you popping on being here with me. Where can the people find you? Uh, I would say go on Instagram at Jack underscore Bauer underscore OCR. And you'll find everything there. And yancycamp.com is a good place to find some training and some cool OCR stats. Definitely check that out because you have the training. You have the training offering. You can get the same training as Jack Bauer and get some guidance yep. for sure. He's been tailoring it uh, for this. So, yeah, if you want to get a few more workouts in before then, feel free. Totally. Um, so hit him up on that. I'll link that to the show notes. You can catch me at reinforce underscore running underscore rich and same deal. We'll just be training for this thing. So we'll, we'll be back and we'll be catching you then. Sounds good. Thanks. Sir. See ya. Yep.